Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi, the final Masech in Seder Zrayim. I'm so excited to be finishing in just a few weeks. If you are finishing with us, please, please send me an email or a text to let me know that you're finishing or have come close to or how many Masech you did with us. Okay, today we're picking up in Masech Bikurim, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Hey, and Mishnah Vav. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, Isha Bas Geirim, a woman that's the child of converts, Lo Tinos Lekakuna, cannot marry a Kohen, as in a Kohen should not marry a daughter of a convert. Ash Ima Misra, until her father is from, excuse me, her mother, or her father, by the way, is Jewish. And then um, he explains, he says, because whether you are, whether you are a ger or you're the descendant of an evident who's been freed, a slave has been freed, until 10 generations, when we say 10 generations, we just mean until forever, a coin should never marry you until you have un- your both parents, uh, excuse me, one of your parents is in full-fledged Jew from birth, meaning to say that a coin can only marry the grandchild of a convert. Habitrapis v'hashliach v'evid v'isha v'tumtum v'androgonis mevin v'lokarin. And Habitrapis, someone who the, is appointed by the courts in order to be a guardian on a yasam, an orphan. Hashliach, someone who's bringing bikurim on behalf of someone else. An evid is someone who's a slave who's been freed. Ha'isha, a woman v'tumtum v'androgonis. And these are people who have doubt, there's doubt about their their gender, either because it's covered over or because they seem to have both signs of, of either gender. Maybe Vilokar in both the, all these cases, again, they have a trumpet, the Shliach, the Evid, the Isha, the Tumta Androgonis, they can bring, but they should not recite the passage. Because within the passage of Bikurim, we talk about the land of Israel, we say the land that you gave us. And all these people don't have land. As in, the Apitropos is bringing from land that's not his. The, the, as in, the guardian is bringing from land that's not his. The Shliach is bringing from land that's not his. He's doing it on behalf of someone else. He's a messenger. And then the uh, Eved and Isha, Tumnadrogos, they didn't receive land in Israel. They don't have their own land. So they can't say, the, the land, they can't, in, in all honesty, say, here, Cohen, here's, from the, here's the Bikurim from the land which God gave me because they don't have land. Mishnevav. A person goes to his friend and says, can I purchase those two trees, those two, those two olive trees, let's say. Now, when you buy trees from someone, you can do it two ways. Either you can say, I want the trees, meaning the trees are mine and anything they produce is mine. Or you can say, no, I just want the land that the trees are on and anything that's on the land is going to be mine as well. So the machlokas, or the question here, the doubt here is, when Reuben goes to Shimon and purchases his two olive trees, does he, and he doesn't specify what he's purchasing other than the two trees, does it include the land the trees are on? And if that's the case, he can, he can read, because he can say these come from the land that you gave me, or is it, no, it's only the trees he's purchasing, i.e. for their, what they produce, but not the land, and therefore he couldn't recite the Parshish Bikurim. So the, because it's a doubt, we say maybe you should bring the Enochor, but don't read it. Mayor Omer, maybe Korah, no, Mayor says anytime you buy two trees, you're, what you're doing is buying the land as well. That's part of the sale. It's assumed to be part of the sale. Yovesh HaMayan, Niktsa Tse'ilon, maybe Eino Korah. What if someone has a tree, and the tree draws its nutrients and draws its water from a Mayan, a spring? Or they have a tree, and the tree gets chopped down. Now, on both these trees, both on the tree that the spring dries up, so the tree is good, as good as dead, and on the tree that gets chopped down, there are fruits that could be bikurim. Maybe the enokori should bring, but you shouldn't recite it. Why? Because you can't say, the land you've given me, when these things are no longer considered attached to the ground, either because they're literally cut off, or because they're effectively dead, because they have no way, there's no way to water them. 
Rabbi Yehuda Omer, no, maybe the Korah. In these cases, you still can say, uh, you still can say the uh, the par- passage of Bikurim, because look, at the end of the day, you still have the land. It just happens to be the tree is no longer on the land, or the tree is dried up, the, the water dried up. But it's still your land, and therefore you can not only bring it, but you can recite the land that I have, Me'ad Masecha, Shinasat Ali. Matzeros Bad-Chag, maybe the Korah. From Shavuos until Sukkot, one brings the Bikurim, and they recite the passage of Mikra Bikurim. And although one is no longer able to recite the passage after Sukkot, you could still bring Bikurim to the Beis Hamikdash without reciting it until Hanukkah. What's the reason for this? Because the pasuk tells us, "You rejoice with all the good that God has given you." This implies, as understands the Gemara, that in the time that one is rejoicing over their harvest, and that is from the time of Shavuos until they bring all the fruits, the fruits into their house on Sukkot before the rainy season. So in that entire period of rejoicing over one's harvest, they can bring and recite it. However, afterwards, they can no longer recite it, but they can still bring it to Hanukkah. You can even bring and recite it through Hanukkah as well. I wish you all a wonderful day.